even in the age of magic, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other allegorical stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Lee. I'm Logan. And I'm Greg. I'm Greg. It's the Greg Show now. Wait, what? Cha, cha, what? Cha, cha. Uh, Layla, can you give me a recap of the events of last week's episode of Very Random Encounters? Last time, me and Janro went over to that skeleton business to see what, you know, we could see and try to figure out a plan, because, oh boy, we sure don't have one. (laughs) And we kind of decided that maybe talking to Charm Lure ourselves wasn't like the best plan seeing as how we busted her up a little bit and all of her skeleton <laughs> minions and anyway so we went back to the others but on the way we ran into daisy because she had found the star owl family that we were looking for turns out they was fine they was just looking for a deed that was important to them and i sent them on down to my mom's house because you know that's what you do and then when we got back to camp, Etho and Tack was already talking about going to talk to the skeleton, so it all worked out. And Janro was like, I- I'm going to go too. But I was like, no, dog, no. <laughs> so then she compromised to writing letters, which like, all right, fine. And then Tack took letters to Charm Lure and did a good job because... He definitely convinced them all to stick their tooth in and disappear. And But then <laughs> a creepy thing happened. Actually, two creepy things happened. One I missed. It was from way earlier when a bunch of trees sounded like they were being oh, I'm glad you put that back in the recap because that'll come back. Yeah, great. Oh. Super voice. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and then... Yeah, that'll, that'll bear out this week. Uh, boo. The second... We cr- not great thing that happened was Kalaren was all like, "Yes, now I can make my own skeletons." And <laughs> it was that was creepy. such a good Kalaren voice. It was a great Kalaren voice. <laughs> and I didn't. You like want to you want to take it from here? You can. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided to change my ways. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's in the podcast now. You can't take it back. Travis. You're all my favorite. I, let's go out for tapas. I love that. I am okay. Uh, so no tapas is that? No, we're not gonna. No. I have. Uh, before we begin, you must answer my riddles three, um, by which I mean the level up questions. 
At this point, the level-up questions were asked, and the players earned yes answers for helping a community in need in the form of the Star Elf family, and for striking a blow against the Overlord or their minions, in this case their minions, as the skeleton army defected, returning to the afterlife. Those yeses were spent on level-ups for both Janro and Etho. Etho has reached level 5, and in doing so has unlocked the ability to select a Destiny, which is an additional playbook, only available under certain requirements. Etho has selected the Ascended Destiny book. The Ascended chooses one of two starting moves, and Etho selected Inconceivable Truth. You gain an Overlord stat, write it now. An Overlord stat does not have a number attached to it. It can be damaged like all of your stats, and it is an unbreakable truth about you. When it is undamaged, it is true. When it is damaged, it is false. Etho has written the Overlord stat, I am stronger than Kalarin. As a downside for inconceivable truth, you can no longer command lore about your people. You have left them behind, and they are alien to you now. The lore you have already committed to truth will not change, but you have no more to say about them. The Overlord now commands lore about the people you have left behind. There are some things about the Ascended playbook that don't exactly fit Etho's situation, and we decided to make that work by having Janro's level up be taking the advancement to share a move with another player. She is going to share the lived in a shoe move with Etho as a narrative reason to smooth over some of those differences between what the Ascended is in the book and how we're displaying it here. As for exactly how that's going to be represented, just keep listening. Kalarin has just landed in the desert and shouted that it plans to replace all of the skeletons that disappeared by making some of its own corpses. Uh, upon doing that, it runs along the ground. It, it So it runs along the ground, and then it raises its two uh, wings in sort of a, a magical gesture. And when it does, you feel... How would that feel under sand? Because you're in the desert. The, the sand below you becomes hard for a second and then suddenly water starts bursting out of it because all of the water in the pipes of the city is now bursting out from under the ground and forming into a big orb in the sky that's gathering above the glot friend soldiers because and i will tell you Kalaren's first stat is control of water oh uh um Etho, Etho, Etho. Yeah? I need to talk to you just very, very quickly. Uh, okay. What's up? Okay, you know how you taught me that I should put everything into um, my muscles and I can pick things up and throw them around? Do you remember this? Yes? Yeah, that was fun. All right. Um, I also learned quite a bit about connecting with my past while I was in uh, Blossom Blossom. Uh, so, um... <laughs> Ugh, this is gonna sound weird. When you say that, you hear another. You hear another uh, rumbling in the ground and more trees bending. <gasps> um, all right, I uh, I connect my past by inhabiting my past selves, and mm, just do me a favor, real quick. Just imagine 
you and uh, Ziggy combined, like your brain's touching. Huh. Okay. I'm just going to do it in real life. Is the water thing happening under our feet while this conversation is going on? It's like fire hydrants are coming up under your feet. Okay. I just wanted to do a funny thing in the background. (laughs) I just wanted it to make sense. Continue. Yeah, I'm okay. I've got my head in Ziggy. What is happening? Okay, okay. Now just imagine that you are one together. You're linked completely together, not separate, not alone, but you, you and Ziggy are. You always have been, and you always will be. Whoa. Why is there so much water? Daisy, get out of that. I mean, this feels weird, Jandro. What are we supposed to do now? Oh, just, just go. (sighs) What? Hey. Hello, child. So I guess we're like, mine? Mash, mash mind. That's sure. A mash mind. Uh, so now that you're in my brain, and I'm in yours, maybe you can sort of feel what I've been feeling and trying to tell you. What about? I, I to say that you are. A father figure to me is really underselling it because you are everything. You're it. You are the only relative I have. You are the only tie that I have to any part of my heritage. And you mean so much to me. And I know that you have a plan for me. And it's a good plan. But I think that the world actually needs a different plan right now. Yes. What? You are right. I I can feel your motivations, and they are noble, and I am sorry to have put multiple destinies on your shoulder. Yeah, it's, a, it's okay. I hope one day it can be. For now, the world needs you. And I can help. I can awaken this one last part of you that is sleeping. Uh, okay. It may mean that I will not be here to guide you any longer, but I do not think that you require guidance anymore, at least from the likes of me. Please be open to other people guiding you. Are you serious? You're going away? I know I am not going away. Do you know how in all of those stories people point to their hearts and say, I'll always be there like it's real or something? Yeah, that's so lame. Yeah, but it's it's real this time. I'll be right there in a very, like a literal sense. I will be inside you, but unable to communicate via anything but feeling and emotion. Okay, that's weird, Ziggy. 
Yeah. I, you know, it is. It'll be, it'll probably feel fine. This is, this is going to change a lot, huh? Oh, yes. Well, I can feel everything that you're feeling right now, and you can feel everything that I'm feeling right now. I think we're on the same page. I know you can feel this too, but I, I want to say it explicitly. I love you. I love you too, Jeff. Uh, I think that Etho takes like the shape of a giant dragon, like Ziggy. Etho is something really is is something separate from a human or a dragon. Now, um, she's definitely got some resplendent wings. I, oh man, I didn't prepare for this pop quiz. Um, I think that it's like a shining blue, like beside, uh, does Calarian shine? Uh, Calarian wears shiny things, but is otherwise just a teal dragon. So she's like a lighter blue and they are shimmering scales. Mm. She isn't wearing any anything that impressive. She's just wearing whatever she was wearing before, which is like, I'm pretty sure, just like a sports bra <laughs> and some pants. <laughs> uh, so she's not as concerned uh, with the with like fashion as Calarin is. And then she's a dragon, <laughs> but has yeah. more human characteristics. Uh, so like the snout is not as severe. Uh, it's like some, somewhere in between a big dragon snout and a nose. That's uh, weird. <laughs> I like it though. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely looks weird for sure. She's not like, just like this move says, she's no longer a human. She's no longer a dragon. She's left that behind. She's Etho. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, my. I think I come running back to the group with a very muddy and gross daisy in tow. <laughs> <sighs> daisy? Sit. <laughs> oh. Hey, though. What's going on? Um I Things got very interesting. Yeah. Well, you look real cool. Thanks. Um also, um either you can probably also get small like like a dwarf, like my Upper limit, just it's a side effect of all of this, but um, I hope. Did that help? I. I think I'm Etho now. Is that good? I think so. I'm. I'm gonna go kick that dragon's ass. <laughs> well, I like that. Mm, yes, let's. Should we do something about the water? Yeah, y- y'all take care of that. See you later. No, wait, Ethel. Yeah, she Etho. flies off. Etho. No, she flies off. Ethel, 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 oh, fuck.
Janro. Yes. Fuck. Well, that went. Well, I I was just trying to. Uh, Should we go? I mean, well, we can't just let her go alone. Well, what if we? Uh, oh hell, I don't uh, know. Uh, well, let's fly up there then. I can get as small as you. All right. Uh, and I do that hand signal to bring Kyle, and uh, we hop on Kyle. And what are you trying? You're trying to get up to the water sphere. I'm trying to follow Etho. Drop me off oh, at the water okay. spear. Just, I'll just deal with that, okay? We cannot. Don't split the party. It's like the first thing you learn in any kind of fighting school. You are Janro. How do you not know that? Because I, until literally three weeks ago, I wasn't Janro. But you know the stories. I do. Right. Well, I know a lot of stories, too. And you know what but those stories don't say? Get... Don't split the fucking party. I'm not. I'm going to deal. There are many stories where a person stays behind and says, I'll deal with this problem. And then they join up immediately after because the, the battle wins so well. I'm just going to jump down and punch the fuck and out of that what? water sphere. You can't punch water to death. Oh, my God. I can now. I can make things hurt real good. I'll try it. If it doesn't work, I'll come right back. Well, I'm staying here. Well, all right. Go, hover let's above just the water punch sphere. some water. And I oh. <laughs> go to the water sphere. So a few things happen. First, you see the aid from Askia, uh, be the first bit of that beginning to arrive. It's uh, mostly evacuation teams for the few people that are still left in Giza because Eskia is here uh, and because you like took the time to go back and, and tell Eskia of what was happening and get aid from the general because you did all that work. Um, no one from Giza, uh, no, 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 like citizens from Giza are going to be hurt. They're all uh, going to be evacuated out all the last stragglers. Um, that's the aid that Eskia sends. Um, I can't make the same amount of promises for the soldiers here at, uh, the, the Glatfranian soldiers who are directly in harm's way, but at least the civilians here in Giza uh, aren't in harm's way. And you see that kind of unfolding below you as you fly over the city. This is probably when, as foreshadowed, Blossom 1616 pushes its way out of a desert, or sorry, out of a forest that borders the desert and just starts <laughs> in the distance, starts rolling uh, this way. Kaleran sees it and grins, uh, that sort of side grin of like, cool, finally all the pieces are together uh, kind of thing. Uh, and it begins to usher its, it begins to move its wings back as if it's about to uh, drop that sphere of water. Let's follow Janro, uh, since you're the one directly dealing with that situation. Okay, but before that, because I'm with Janro on Kyle. Mm-hmm. Can I see Blossom too? From yep. from Kyle's back. Okay. Um I think so I think what what we're seeing is Janro and Layla are on Kyle flying towards the sphere. They're having the don't split the party argument. And then Layla chooses to split it even further. <laughs> and then Layla says, Blossom! Hey, okay, look, Janro. You yeah, go punch uh, that water, and I'm going to go check on Blossom, okay? 
Oh, well, how things have turned. Fine, go. <laughs> I, I'm doing what you wanted. Cannonball. <laughs> she, she, good. <laughs> she expands to dwarf size and then makes one giant fist and heads straight for it using the strength of a uh, hundred. And to just be like, just punch it to like explode it into like a rain shower. It sounds like what you're trying to do is like put enough force into this sphere of water that Kalarin's power over that water. Right. Like Kalarin can't control it because there's too much kinetic energy within it. Yeah. Um, if that's what it sounds like you're doing, that definitely sounds like. I think it's overcome when you're attempting to avoid, redirect, or present, oh, prevent sure. the harm that something else would cause. Uh, roll plus blood. All right. I'm going to overcome it. With my blood. Seven. On a seven and nine, uh, sorry, uh, I have to read the 10 plus one first, actually. On a 10 plus, you would have stopped the obstacle threat, cut, or moved from causing harm. On a seven to nine, choose one. You can pay a price to take the 10 plus result, or you can create a temporary solution. A temporary solution will delay the threat, but when time is up, it'll be back in force. The Overlord will tell you when. Essentially, um, I'll say that if you choose the 10-plus result and pay a price, this will be such an earth-shattering effect on the water that it, uh, for the duration of the battle, is going to disrupt Kalarin's ability to control water, uh, and so you'll have damaged that stat. Uh, the temporary solution is you just save these soldiers briefly, like right now. The price is collateral damage. Um, there's already some damage to the town because of all the <laughs> piping damage, the like the plumbing damage that Kalarin just did to gather all this water. Um, but if you punch all of this water away, it's going to, um not just be a shower like you were saying, but it's going to redirect the sphere uh, away from the soldiers, but into buildings. Ooh, <laughs> actually, uh, it's going to cost more than that. Uh, you, the, according to the book, you are difficult, uh, this is describing the overlord, you are difficult to harm, but it isn't impossible. When you would take damage, they must first pay a price for each undamaged stat you have. Um, there are two more. Uh, Ooh. So the first price is the collateral damage I mentioned before. The second is some of the soldiers will die. Not a lot, but a number you could fit on two hands. The third price is that you will be, uh, in, in just falling through the air, you will make yourself uh, a target for Kalarin. You will take its attention and you are just falling through the air. Those are the three prices. I'll pay them. Your fist slams into the water, and, and it it's so strange, because Kalarin's control over the water is... Um, it's not dripping or anything. It's completely contained in this... Uh, in a sphere so perfect that it's glass-like on the outside, but the second that you punch it, it creates one ripple at the top and you can see that ripple descend through the entirety of the sphere hit the bottom and then bounce back uh, once it hits the bottom surface 
uh, and then it reverberates back towards you stronger and it bounces back between the top and the bottom like that uh, until the whole thing begins to shake with immense force. Uh, it breaks off into three just fire hose intensity, huge torrents of water. One of them slides off uh, harmlessly. One of them slams into a building and a third does just barely clip uh, the soldiers of the Glotfrenian army uh, and uh, you're going to have to presume that some of them are not going to make it out. Uh, there are some that are injured. There are some that um, just the pure intensity of uh, that torrent, um, it would have ripped through their bodies just like a fire hose can um, or like a power washer even. Ugh. You're falling. We'll get to that later. Who wants to do something next? Do we want to go to Etho or do we want to go to Layla? Um, I haven't had much of a scene yet, so maybe me. That's what go I was thinking. It. Okay. Um, so yeah, so she takes Kyle over and lands. Is Blossom moving quickly? I mean, I, I guess yes, because it's giant and has tank treads, so it's mm-hmm. like moving quickly in the same way that like a tank kind of does move quickly quickly it's just really big um okay. but like you could it's not so quick that you wouldn't be able to like drop down on it or something the way we got into it before is closed i'm guessing you got into it before by invitation yeah and that yeah. is currently closed but okay. that's not impossible all so. right all right i'm gonna land kyle on top of blossom uh and you land there as you land there as well yeah yeah i mean me and kyle are okay. i'm i don't i can't fly really I was right, just riding yeah, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Um, so I hop off and I like kneel down and I have my hand on her, like kind of like how you'd put your hand on a your dog on the back of its fur. Mm-hmm. fur. <laughs> how that was an awkward sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Blossom. How you doing? There's a lot going on. Uh, I don't really know how to I was hoping maybe we could talk or something for a second maybe Blossom 16 16 I can't help but feeling I could blow through the ceiling if I just turn and run and it wears me out it wears me out it wears me out. It wears me out. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, well, I think it's a little different, but I definitely get what you mean. I I, I certainly don't want to be here, but uh, <laughs> I feel like I got to be, you know, and I don't know. Oh, I wish I understood more about what's going on. I, I want to help you. I. I don't know what to do. I just never know what to do. The number one appears on the top of Blossom. You recall the number five appeared Mm -hmm. before when five of you were invited. The number one appears this time on the top side of Blossom and a panel recedes and you sort of hear a hydraulic hiss. And the panel slides away, revealing a ladder. 
I take a scrap of paper out of my pack and I write, I went to see Blossom and I roll it up and put it in Kyle's little, that band you put around their ankles. Yes. Yep. Because <laughs> I know what the shadow will do to me if I end up <laughs> in here for a week again. <laughs> and, and I hop in. You start climbing down the ladder. It takes a long time. It's dark at first, and then you hear the click of like an industrial switch turning on some banks of lights. It's not like before where you went in and suddenly you were somewhere else. Uh, it's now you went in and... Blossom is different than before, by which I mean all the gears are gone. There's no machinery. It's just, from what you can see, it's just an empty rectangle, an empty, tall rectangle. Uh, and when you get to about halfway down, those lights click on, and there's a platform that extends towards the uh, to the center. Uh, and right in the middle is a figure, and... She's dressed in, it's not rainbow, it's like each thread of her blazer is uh, a different color. So it has this strange look where it's simultaneously like a hodgepodge, but it's also like bright and colorful. She's wearing a blazer and like a, I think a, a white button up and then slacks that also have that multicolored pattern and you recognize the face and it is blossom from uh, like the office version of her but not in the same clothes mm -hmm. do i look like me uh what do you look like um you look like you but you're her height <laughs> okay <laughs> she says thanks for coming I didn't know who else I could trust with this. Well, I hope you can trust me. I'd like to trust you. <sighs> what are we going to do? I, I thought about all the things you said last time, and I don't... There's a whole world out there, isn't there? Yeah. Outside of these walls. Yeah. My sister, you know, last time when we came to visit you, uh, time got all weird. And like, it felt like we was just in here for a few hours, but we were gone for like a week or two or something. And I mean, I thought my sister was literally going to kill me. She was so scared. And and when we got here to Giza, well, it turns out this this lady that I mean, she was like a teacher to me, and kind of like a grandma too. She was here, and they were evacuating the city because they didn't want Claren to kill everybody. And I sent them over to my mama's house. Because my mama lives here, too. And my friends, 
and their friends and their mamas and their daddies. It's a whole big world. She looks she looks down and she says We knew We knew that there was We knew there were creatures out there. That's what Kalarin told us. We just didn't know. And that's what the board told us, but we didn't know. We didn't know creatures meant people, you know? I guess. I mean, I don't know why it matters. I got over here on Kyle. Kyle's not a people. He's a creature. I love him. I don't know what my life would be like without Kyle. And Daisy, she's a wolf. She takes care of me. Why would it matter if we were creatures? It shouldn't matter. I'm sorry. Here's why. She turns and she waves her hand and along each of the walls of Blossom, uh, the, the... the walls of the building that is Blossom. Uh, the interior walls, only you see this. Uh, no one outside does. They turn into, uh, uh, like, screens. And around you, you see a modern city, uh, modern by our standards, uh, bustling with people. It sort of has this, like, fast-forward uh, effect, and then you see... all They're all humans, by the way. Uh, and you see them all... You see, after fast-forwarding, you see people getting into spaceships and going to other planets, uh, meeting alien races, developing technology that is advanced even by your understanding, and then by a series of unconnected but terrible and terribly timed disasters, you see that civilization crumble. And you see the alien civilizations those humans met come to similar fates to the point where almost all life is extinct. And then the final image you see is of the last, uh, some of the last humans programming and uploading the data the memories of humans um, who had died because um, there aren't really enough left. You see them uploading logged stored memories into a tall rectangular structure that you recognize as the Blossom building. And she says it matters because I care about creatures too, Layla. We do, but... We care about people a little more, and... Kalarin promised us this... The board promised us... This could be our world. Just after the... Once the ritual is complete... It would. I don't understand how the people get out of the. 
you. It's okay if the answer is magic. <laughs> when I'm when I'm activated, when we're activated, are there more of you? <laughs> she laughs. She says it's complicated. We are all of them. Uh, I th- all of them. Think I get that. Okay, but keep going. What happens? How did the people become people? We'll overwrite whatever. We thought we were going to overwrite whatever creature. Oh boy, minds that's what I thought. We're here. So, like, either we gotta die, or like, could you overwrite us? Or do we gotta die? I mean, I don't want either to happen. I'm just curious. I'm just trying to understand. Your living selves will be overwritten. Oof. Okay. I mean, I see. I'm, I need you to understand for a second that I'm real upset. I also need you. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or email us at hi at VRE.show. Check out our website at VRE.show for a listing guide and links to everyone's Twitter. Also, check out shop.vre.show for some cool pins featuring characters from the show. They're very, very cool. I got a whole box of them at my house, and I love them. (laughs) If you want to help us out, you can rate and review the show or tell a friend about us. If you enjoy what we do, consider backing us on Patreon, where we release a bonus show each month, along with a bunch of other extras. Check it out at patreon.com slash vre. To all our patrons... Thank you for supporting us. Woo. There aren't many episodes left, so hit us up with after show questions. Um, you can tweet us or um, there's a Discord if you're on there or if you want to join it. You can send questions there or you can email us. Um, those are the three best ways to get your questions to us. Link to the Discord's on the website. And you yeah. can also do hi at vre.show. Yeah. I mean, I just wasn't going to say it again, but someone else can say it again. Very good job. All right. Uh, One faithful companion, Skydily, says, What can I say about VRE that hasn't been said before? It's my favorite podcast, and this is from someone who has never had fun with those types of role-playing games. That someone like me would find themselves listening to and enjoying a show about people playing a role-playing game that's when you know you have something special. Aww. Aww. Talk or something for a second. Maybe. Fuck, I forgot that Blossom only talked in quotes. I need to find a quote. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Do you want to talk, Blossom? <laughs>